Art of the Kickstart, Episode 61. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating, creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. Today's Art of the Kickstart podcast is brought to you guys by eFulfillmentService.com, the company that actually has experience helping crowdfunders make it happen. Guys, before we jump into this interview with Dan Burton, a Discovery Channel underwater photographer and amazing businessman, I got three updates I want to give you guys, three things that I think would be important to share. We'll go bad, good, good. So, unfortunately, interview was filmed in the exact same location as the echoey one before. This was done previously. It's never happening again. So the interview quality is kind of tough to listen to, guys. Just bear through my echoes. I know my voice sounds god-awful. The interview is amazing. The stuff Dan shares about what it actually takes to build a business is something I think everybody's going to want to hear. But the other two updates are actually really cool. So first piece of news, guys. Just launched a second podcast. Art of the Kickstart crowdfunding case studies. These are short four or five minute breakdowns of the most popular campaigns on Kickstarter. You guys can check that out by going to artofthekickstart.com slash ask. And I need you guys to check that out because that's the other half of the podcast is listener questions, sharing what you guys want to know about the best and brightest, most popular Kickstarter campaigns so that you can absolutely kill it when you launch your own crowdfunding campaigns. Artofthekickstart.com slash ask to check out the first podcast. There'll be more of those coming soon, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And it's not yet in iTunes, but when it is, you guys can subscribe if you're interested. But the final piece of news, and I know I'm holding off on this interview way too long. I'm sorry, guys. I talk way too much. If you, if you follow this show, you know that. The Art of the Kickstart launch course. You guys asked for it. I'm making it. I've been working for the past couple of weeks on creating an absolutely stellar training course to walk you through Kickstarter. Video guides, tutorials, and everything you need to make your Kickstarter campaign absolutely kill it. If you go to artofthekickstart.com slash course, you can pre-order the entire course today and planning on launching that November 30th. $47. You can get the entire course pre-ordered today. It's going to go up on launch day. It's going to go up from there. This course is going to walk you step-by-step through a successful Kickstarter campaign. Let's end the pitch now. Let's get into the interview. I hope you guys love this interview with Dan Burton. It's pretty cool. Hey, guys. Welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Today, I'm pretty pumped to have Dan Burton, the guy who's bringing you 360-degree camera video coverage on the line to share his story about how he's taking it to the next level. Thanks so much for coming today, Dan. Yeah, no problems at all. So we kick these interviews off with a life quote, success quote. You got anything good? (laughs) Not really, no. No, no, nothing like that, no. I mean, basically, uh, you know, all I am is just a camera. Actually, I can talk about my background more so than my background is a photographer and a cameraman, but a guy who's been interested in developing camera systems for the last 20 years, and my passion is making things. And I've been building cameras and funny enough, been shooting 360 degree stills back in, since 2001. One of the first people in the world to shoot 360 stills underwater. 
So I've got quite a lot of background in 360 and been experimenting for the last few years. And it's till now I've actually only decided to come up with something amazing, which I hopefully everyone will buy. In the so I've got to be honest, I'm not huge into photography. I didn't even realize 360 degree stills, let alone video, was possible. Take people through how this technology works. How do you get a picture surrounding well, still, 360 stills has been around for a long time, and it's been used. I used originally it was used as sort of things like real estate, photographing time inter, inside buildings and properties and that sort of thing. And that's how I started doing it. And one of the early companies called iPix, which is an American company, produced some software where you could stitch. In those days, it was two images together, two round fisheye images, 185 degree images, and it would stitch them together very well, almost seamlessly. And then it allowed you to view these images online or use some sort of browsing software so you could show clients. And that's where I, always, that's where I started with the 360 and got into that and also got into just regular panoramic 360. But I was more interested in the, you know, the, the spherical 360, which is from a horizontal and a vertical 360 imagery. So I did that for a few years. And then funny enough, I stopped doing it because there wasn't a huge market at the time when I was doing it. And so I stopped doing it. And then only it's only in about the last five years, I've sort of gone back into it. Why the pickup? Why come back to it? Well, I think I was looking around on the internet to try and do something a bit different because my background is underwater photography and underwater filming. And I was looking around and I came across Tom, my business partner, who at the time was designing mirrors, parabolic mirrors, and found it interesting what he was doing. And basically, it was a one-shot system, basically using a stills camera. You could photograph this mirror, this special design mirror, and with that, you could basically put take the image straight from the camera and put it in a player and view it straight away without doing any stitching. And I, to me, that sounded good because uh, the problem with 360 stuff and any type of 360, there's a lot of stitching. And some stitching is very, very good. But if you're trying to stitch cat with multiple camera systems, which is now, which is people are using multiple GoPros, multiple other cameras, none of it is seamless, especially in video. There's no seamless video. So the system I was looking at with parabolic mirrors seemed to be a very simple solution, a one-shot deal, and it just made it a lot easier for the, you know, for the end user to do. And really, it's a no-brainer. It's, I mean, it's simple. So I talked to Tom, and I said, have you ever used one of these underwater? And he said, no, that's, we don't know anything about that. So he sent me a mirror, and I modified one of my video cameras, put this mirror on the video camera, made a rig, jumped in the water, and shot some video, some 360 stills, and then I tried some 360 video. At that time, he had just got a player, and we tried it, and it worked. It worked really, really well, so we were very excited about it. Then I sort of, funny enough, that was the time when I sort of went away and did my own thing. I didn't speak to him for a while. We sort of separated for a few years. I said, well, it's not like we were friends, but we were just communicating on the phone. And then I came back to him, and I looked at what he was doing, and thinking, how can we use this technology for, you know, for everybody? So we looked at various camera systems, and I tried compact cameras, you know, home movie uh, camcorders, SD camcorders. I did some tests. I built another couple of housings, and they worked really, really well. I was very excited about it. And uh, we kept doing, I was doing some tests. And by that time, again, I was talking with Tom on a regular basis. Then, then I said to him, what do you think we can do? How do you think we can get this technology into the mass market? Okay, 
and uh, he we looked thought about it and I said well what about the you know the GoPro system or the sports cameras how do you think we can work it on there and we looked at it and we thought there must be a way we can do it so got myself a Hero 2 and modified one of the GoPros literally I did it in an afternoon put a mirror in front of it took it on a job to the Turks' Caicos Islands I was out there doing a shoot photo shoot did some tests and I got some results simple as that and I've never looked back since. So I got to be honest, hearing you tell this story, you're an oceanographer. That sounds like the dream job for a lot of people listening. You're scuba diving, you're taking pictures of beautiful things. Why take on this massive challenge of becoming an entrepreneur, of creating a product and bringing it to market? Well, being a diver and also a pilot, the underwater world is the ultimate in a 360 environment. And you go down there, and many of your viewers are probably divers, can understand that. And until you've actually done it, you won't, then you'll understand. So when I took this camera underwater, I thought, right, we've got to try this. So try this and see if we can put it in the mass market. So we worked with Tom. We worked on the GoPro 3 and produced a unit, and it worked great. GoPro 3 Plus works great. And basically from there, we're thinking, listen, we've got something here which everybody can use. It can be used for diving, skiing, skydiving, you name it, you can use it for anything. So we created the system which works and decided, right, the only way we're going to get uh, some sort of backing is we're going to need to contact, you know, Kickstarter and put in a, see if we can get some funding for it. And we, you know, we did very, very well. We were very, very pleased with the results. It's been a long, long journey. You know, we, it was back in beginning of this year which is when we started until it's only till now that we're actually delivering the goods and some people obviously are obviously not happy with not having the goods straight away and we you know we don't we want to deliver as fast as possible but since we've actually launched the original product the product is a lot better than what we originally put out to be so when we launch when we ship it out in the next few weeks people are going to get a better camera than what they originally paid for so it's a win-win for everybody. Exactly. We had one guy come on here. He said, a good product's only late until it ships. A bad product's bad forever. Yeah, but yeah, most people are very, very supportive on Kickstarter. Very, you know, you get some great, great comments. And they, those are the people which make you feel like you're doing something good. And then you get a couple of people in there which are moaning, complaining, and they want their money back and, and they're threatening and stuff, which is fair enough. And you can understand that. But I believe that, you know, if you're going to go on to Kickstarter and you're going to back people on there, it's one of those risks you take. And obviously, if you believe in the product as a backer, you should be patient. I know, okay, we've been a bit longer than we'd expected, but the product's going to be better than what we originally asked for. You know, we've come, we originally were working with a GoPro 3. Now we're working with a GoPro 3 Plus. And so shortly, hopefully, hopefully we have, no, we don't know yet. We're doing some tests soon with a GoPro 4. So people will be able to take, use it, hopefully, we say. We don't know. We, we're waiting to do our tests. But if we can get the GoPro 4 to work with our system, and it will work just as a normal, cam, a normal camera. But what's unique about our system is we've got some special software which goes in the camera, which resizes the image as it makes the file bigger and also gives you higher frame rate. So basically, we're shooting vertical resolution, the same as a 6K camera. Vertical resolution, that is. 3,040 pixel vertical resolution, 3,040 pixel horizontal resolution. So it's basically shooting a, a square video clip. And if you look at a normal GoPro, it's 2,000, just over 2,000 pixels. So you're getting a much bigger clip. So these clips which shoot in the camera now are meaty clips. They're heavy. You know, they do use a lot of data. 
but the quality is stunning. It's unbelievable. It's very, very exciting. And we've had some interesting people wanting it from all backgrounds, you know, whether it's, you know, sports people, TV people, even NASA. NASA are talking to us. You know, we've had people wanting to send cameras to the outer space. You know, we've had it all. So the bottom of the sea, you know, we've had it. So it's a great thing. And the product's going to get better and better. So we're just, you know, working hard at it. And the thing is, there's only two of us. You know, we're not a, a big corporation like some of these people you see on Kickstarter. You know, we're just two people, okay? And uh, we're working hard every day doing this. And when we get it out there, I think people are going to be very excited about so it. So i got to be honest. It's a really complex product. Initially, when I checked it out on Kickstarter, I had no idea what you guys were doing until I watched the video. How do you explain it to people? This is something they have to see to understand. Well, basically, it's a, a GoPro, modified GoPro with modified optics, modified firmware inside with some special firmware you put in it, depending on which camera option you go for. Filming a parabolic mirror, which is a special dome-shaped mirror. And when you shoot the video clip, it produces this round video clip. We call it a donut clip, if you want to call it that. And that, soft, that clip can basically be viewed in a simple, very simple player. So you can shoot it and view it within seconds of shooting it, rather than having to put it in a processor, render it, and stitch it and stuff like that. It's, so it's a very, very quick process. We can also use it with apps, some apps. That does take a little bit more work. We've got two apps which are free apps, which are other companies have developed. And you can use our clips of that, but you just need to, in this situation, you need to process it through some software, and then you can play the apps on your iPad, your iPhone, you know, your Android device. And it looks really, really cool on a tablet. I mean, it's stunning, really, really good. And uh, so we're, very, we're really excited about that. And those apps can be downloaded on the internet. So basically, yeah, so that's how you view it. And the nice thing is the system is so small. It's small, it's waterproof, it weighs about 300 grams all in. It's great for every sport and, you know, it's the way of the future. And the nice thing about it is everyone's talking about Oculus Rift, which is obviously the big talk, you know, in filming and viewing and gaming and this sort of thing. Our camera is Oculus Rift ready. So basically it means you can shoot your clips and basically you can put it in Oculus Rift and you can get the 360, you know, experience using that technology. So it is, is ready for that. So that's great, you know, really, really yeah, good. Yeah, you're helping to create virtual reality. It's so cool. Yeah, well, the thing is, you know, Oculus, the thing is we've got a system which is affordable. Everybody can afford it. And we're producing a camera which is with a GoPro, a modified GoPro, or you can buy it by itself and you can modify your camera yourself between 400 up to $800. And if you would look at that, techn- that what we're trying to do now, Five years ago, it would have probably cost you $20,000. Oh, yeah? yeah, at least. And there are similar systems out there which do similar things to ours, which still do, which do cost $20,000. And ours does similar, it produces the same quality image. So it's very, very affordable and it's waterproof too. So it's great for diving, you know, kite surfing, whatever you're into. So it's a, a perfect tool, you know, for having fun. And it's the new way to, to film. And that makes it perfect for Kickstarter, where there's such a design and photography focus. You guys nailed it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's Kickstarter is a great way to launch stuff. And we've we've got some other things we're in the pipeline, which um, we will be launching in Kickstarter or other ways. I'm not sure yet, but we've got another product we're going to be talking about in the future. So maybe we can speak again about that. But that when that comes through, we can put it on your blog uh, podcast. 
but um, which is going to be even more exciting than what we're talking about. Especially because <laughs> all these backers are going to want to check it out. That's the great thing. Once you nail a campaign, yeah, they come it's, back. It's very exciting what we've got. We've got uh, two two products, but that's that's going to be out as and when. You know, it's like all these things. It's all down to finance. That's awesome. We've got working. We've got a couple of three or two or three working prototypes which work perfectly. So it, it's all good. I want to jump into the launch rounds now, Dan. How's that sound? Oh, uh, launch sorry? round. It's basically it's going to be some rapid fire questions. Don't worry. Guys, I want to thank today's show sponsor, eFulfillmentService.com, for helping us make Art of the Kickstart happen. If you're running a crowdfunding campaign or you're thinking about doing it and you know you're absolutely going to take it to the next level, but you don't have the time to ship out all those rewards to your backers to get them out on time, work with eFulfillmentService.com. They're a small company that's experienced with crowdfunding campaigns. They can help you get those rewards out on time and ahead of schedule to make your campaign shine. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid-fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. So first question for you, Dane. You're an underwater oceanographer. Tons of people have dreamed about that. What's the coolest thing you've ever photographed or videoed? Well, I'm very fortunate to travel all over the world. My background is in and underwater film work. I've been doing it for over 20 years. And I've seen a lot of things in the water, which I think most people dream about. I think some of the, one of the highlights would have been beluga whales in, in Russia under the ice. That was interesting. Did some stuff on free diving with beluga whales. That would have been a highlight, I think. Uh, swimming with great whites off the Guadalupe in Mexico without cages. but did that for 10 days. I think that would be a highlight. Ice diving in Greenland last year, that was another highlight. I think I, I spent two weeks filming icebergs. Most of the stuff tends to be in cold water, but yeah, those are just a few highlights of my diving career. And, and Top Gear, because I do work, I work for Top Gear too, which is a TV program some of your guys That's might awesome. watch. So I do a bit of filming for them. Did a fun sequence from a couple of, a year ago, I think about a year ago, we did a thing on James Bond cars and we filmed that, and that was a an interesting sequence because we built a James Bond card <laughs> for Richard Hammond. So that was an interesting, an interesting that would be project. A fun project. And you're an oceanographer. Let's take this to the entrepreneurial level. Shark Tank. Which of the five do you like? Are you familiar? Shark Tank. Oh, no, you don't watch the show. Okay. We'll get rid no, of I that question sorry. then because that just doesn't work. So we can word that a little differently. Have there been any entrepreneurial heroes, role models in your life you've learned from or would love to talk to? I'd like to talk to a few people. I think Richard Branson I'd like to talk to because obviously he's an admire everyone a lot of most Brits admire him and maybe some of you guys your listeners don't know him. He's the uh you know he started Virgin Airlines, Virgin Records and he's a role model to to young people. I mean he wasn't an academic person by any means, but he's a hard worker and and again and one now one of the most successful businessmen in the world. So I think he would be an interesting guy to meet. And hopefully, uh, maybe a chance to meet with him maybe in the next year or so, because I'm working with a friend of mine who I work on a regular basis. Again, this is a highlight. I think I work with a lady called Sue Austin, who's a, uh, interesting enough, a disabled lady has an underwater wheelchair and she whizzes around underwater. And I do all her filming for her. And she does, she's been doing a lot of stuff on TED Talks. So you can look under TED Talks, uh, called Sue Austin. And she inspires a lot of disabled people and a lot of other able-bodied people. So we do some great work together there. And even Richard Branson follows her because he thinks that she wants to go to the space in her wheelchair. 
So I think that's great. That's man. absolutely awesome. I've actually yeah. been listening to Richard Branson's uh, his book, uh, Screw It, Let's Do It. So have there been any business books yeah, that have really good. influenced you? Any you'd want to share with people? Uh, not really, no. No, I don't. I'm not a big, I must admit, I'm not an avid reader of that sort of, that sort of literature, so I can't really comment on that. But I do listen to things like TED Talks. I'm a, I do like to look at that once in a while. And, and in the UK, there's interesting programs. I'll, Piers Morgan I find quite interesting. <laughs> I don't necessarily find him, but I like his program. Who, the people he interviews, I always find that quite interesting. And then last question of the launch round for you. Let's give you a rather hypothetical question. Let's say you could have any superhero power to build a business around. What would it be? Superhero power? Oh, you're, getting, you're asking me these questions. <laughs> I don't know. No worries. It's all edited. Um, it's all edited. No, I don't know. I can't think straight off. Okay. Have there been any Kickstarter campaigns that really made your draw drop you really enjoyed? Um, I, look at, I, do, I don't look on Airbnb every week, but I'm... There is some interest. I'm trying to think. There was the the more recent one. I quite like the the drones because I fly drones and radio controlled stuff. And I like the the more recent one with the the the, uh, the the follow me drone. I thought that was quite cool. I'm trying to think what that was called. And then there was another one I backed myself. It's called Paper Plane. I thought that was great. The guy who invented this little device you can put on a paper plane and fly it with your um with your mobile phone. And that was such a simple idea, but a great idea. And I backed that, and I've got one of those. So uh, I do back things. I don't necessarily back the top dog, you know, the top money on it. But I'll, I'll quite often just throw a pledge in here and there, just to show willing, you know, just to say these guys are doing a great job. So I'm quite into that. And uh, but do you know? I like to have a look about. And what other ones I've seen? Do you know? I can't keep up with them. There's so many so great many things coming out. Them, you forget them. <laughs> The next time you're online, it's absolutely you know? impossible. But they're all good. Everything. So I want to jump back to you guys to the business. Your campaign was super successful. You raised just about thirty-eight thousand pounds, or over fifty k. Yeah. But looking back, yeah. there's always things you learned. What were the, some of the challenges you guys had? Some of the mistakes you made that you want to share with other people that are looking to do it? Things they can look to avoid. Cool challenges. Well, the challenges obviously we one of our challenges for this whole Kickstarter, one of our fundraising we wanted to get funding was to put a coating on our tubing to, to minimize reflections. And it sounded easy to do. And so anyway, we, we went into the whole process and you cannot believe how much time it's taken to do this. We have spent months upon months trying to find companies to coat plastic. Okay. It sounds easy, but once you get into it, and I'm not a scientist, I'm not a coater. Is it's so technical to do, and people don't understand it. We sent loads and loads of cameras away, and they came back melted and broken. And because of the process we wanted to do was almost impossible at an affordable rate, because it gets very, very expensive when you start coating plastic. So that, to me, was the biggest headache. If we didn't have to do that, we would have launched our system months ago. And it's still fi- only till finally we found a, a company in Europe which had a, a patented process which we're using. And these guys have been great. They've been, they're, they've been so supportive. They've been on the end of the phone. They're calling us. They're emailing us. They're great. It's almost like they they want it to happen. When we've had other companies who really don't care about people like us, they're more interested in big jobs, you know, coating telescopes and coating optics on cameras and stuff where 
you know, there's big, big contracts and we're just a small, just a small. Hey, sorry. I think it dropped. I think we lost it there. It's yeah. okay. We're back. The recording's all saved. We're good. Did you get that bit at the end about me, about with the coating? Yeah, I got to the part where the coating and it cut off. Shoot, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's been the hardest part of our whole campaign, I suppose. Everything else has been not too bad. It's just the bloody coating. And that's actually really that's way. actually really important from a lot of the people I've talked to. You want to make sure you find a factory. Make sure you find a, somebody who's going to manufacture that's about the same size as you guys. Otherwise, they're not going to care. There'll be a mismatch. Well, there are companies in Europe which, you know, you go to all these big players and they're not interested in small fry like us. They want big contracts like military contracts to coat you know, binoculars and telescopes and military stuff. In You know, we were looking for anti-reflective coatings and trying to coat plastic is very, very hard because when you normally coat stuff, you want to put an anti-reflective coating. They use a process called vacuum deposition. And vacuum deposition can be done on most materials, but on plastic, it can only be done on at temperatures, I think, about about 150 degrees, while our plastic would melt into melt into pieces and so that was a huge problem there. And again, we were using tube and you cannot use vacuum deposition inside a tube. So then that eliminated that. We tried spray coating. We use film. We tried, you know, we tried it all. We, and companies said, yeah, yeah, we, we can do it. You send our tube. We can do it. And then you send it off and they're sticking it in, in our process, which is 130 degrees. And the tube comes back bent and warped and got cracks in it and everything and it was just like you know it was costing us a fortune sending all these sample off and it would you know you wouldn't come back next week it would come back in three or four weeks time you know and every time you're doing that you're wasting four weeks of work works of time you know yeah it's just a bloody but, um, nightmare yeah, and you're just going through the internet trying to find companies which could do what you do and then finally we found this one company who was young and and interesting and they were interested about us and yeah yeah, yeah we've got a process we could try it so we sent some stuff and it worked. You know, they did a process and, and it was at low temperature, which is what they had specialized, what they pa- had a patented process for, which is in low temperature. So, so it's been pretty reliable. I mean, we've had to do a lot of tests. We've had some failures with it, but it's, we've got something now which seems to work pretty good. And it's got coatings inside and outside. And also we've got other coatings we're looking at. We've, in fact, even now the camera system we're using now has got, um, it's got an anti-reflective coating inside, which, will help minimize reflection. It won't take all reflection. You cannot get rid of all reflection, but it helps minimize most reflection. And also we've got it with a hydrophobic coating on the on the front, on the outside. So basically for people who like their kite surfing and their and stuff with the spray, it will help the water droplets fall off the lens. So it just means you don't get that little droplet sticking on the lens. So that's working quite well. So it's uh you know, we're trying to trying to refine it and make the product the best we can, you know, you know. And it's expensive all this coating cost, but you know, we believe, you know, we want to get it right. We want people to have good product. You know? And it looks like you got it right. I want to start to Well so yeah, I mean we you know, as as over the next few years we'll get it will it will improve like any product. You know, we're still we're a small company, it's just two of us. You know, we're we don't have hundreds of people working for us. So everything has to be done by ourselves. I generally Myself, I do all the building. Sounds ridiculous, but I do the building. I build all the cameras, put them together. You know, I check everything. And um, Tom, who's who's based in Hawaii, so we obviously this make that that obviously doesn't that makes things harder because I'm UK based. He's Hawaii based. He does all the coding over there. Does the website. He does all the other stuff. You know, so we're between us. We're working hard. So 
You know, it's uh, it's not easy, but uh, it, we're getting there, and it's going to be great. And we'll be delivering delivering the cameras very very shortly to all our our patient bidders and our patient uh, customers. We've got huge back orders, but you know, for people who are interested, go and check our website out. You know, iMirror eye-mirror.com, and uh, you can see there. And you know, by all means, put your name down, and we've got a newsletter. You can follow us on Facebook. You can see on iMirror on Facebook, on Twitter. You can see what we're doing, and you know, we'll we'll be able to deliver this product to everyone soon. It'll be the 360 world for everybody. Guys, check it out. You have to check out this video. You can't understand what we're talking about until you see actively dragging a video and just changing your world. We just drag it. And the other nice thing about tablets, if you guys go to the iMirror Android device, type, go into the Android site, type in iMirror, okay, or Finwee, I think it's F-I-N-W-E, Finwee iMirror, you'll see a, like a big red eye. Download that app onto your phone. It's quite a heavy app, so just download it using Wi-Fi. And you'll see some of the samples of our video on there. They're some of the earlier samples. We need to update it, but we will be doing shortly. But you'll get the gist of it very, very quickly how well it works on a mobile phone. And you can move the, as you look at the, the clip on your, in your phone, you can move your finger around and browse it, or you can move the, t- your phone around literally by rotating. And as you move it, it moves around inside the clip. It's crazy. Just mad. It's absolutely and crazy, it's- guys. Great way to show people. I mean, you show your friends, they love it. They're thinking, God, how on earth is that done? You know, it's crazy. Thanks so much for coming on today, Dan. You've been an awesome guest. You shared an awesome story and what I think to be a pretty cool product. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in, listeners. And make sure to check them out. They got a cool product. You've heard about it here. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Art of the Kickstart, where we believe makers, inventors, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and it's been a pleasure guiding you through this journey of creation and innovation. I hope you're inspired by this and check out artofthekickstart.com to get more information and tactics to help you launch your own business, product, and dreams. 